This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, my kitty loving friends. It's Linda Hall with 19 Cats and Counting. We have some really important topics to discuss today. We have an amazing lady who has a pet groomer and a boarding, and just she's doing a lot for the animals. She's also got some volunteer stuff, and she's kind of opened our eyes to the lack of diversity. We need to talk about this. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. I am your co-host, Linda Hall, here with my BFF, Rita Rhymers. How you doing, baby? It's Monday morning. What can I say? I know, right? <laughs> well, it's really not Monday morning, but it is for me. Yeah, we're kind of slow movers. I know. I know. I can't so, wait to talk to our guest, Linda. I tell us more about it. hundred percent. Well, we're going to bring her in and let her tell us because, honey, she does so much. I'd take up the 30 minutes just telling you what LaShonda does. All so, right. LaShonda, welcome. Hi. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Oh, we're so happy to Thank have you. Thank you for being here. So, <laughs> absolutely. My first peek into you as you discussing about the lack of diversity. So I really want to touch on that, but then we got so much, oh, we got so much. We have to talk fast. So, you know, I had to stop and think Rita had a cats only pet sitting business for 17 and a half years. And I was with her the last four or five years and we went through hundreds of sitters. And I think three of them. It felt there. like hundreds. It probably wasn't. It felt hundreds, like thousands, but, but no, <laughs> I tried to be. <laughs> And, you know, and but as we discussed it, because I'm like, think of everybody you can think of. But as we discussed it, you know, I don't think we ever turned away anyone of color. I don't think anyone no. that applied to us of color was bad. So no. why were we not getting the applications? Why is the pet business supposed to be a white thing? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very raw topic, you know, I bet. It, it makes people a little squeamish because when you really think about it, mm-hmm. you're like, huh. You know what? You're right. But there is a lack of diversity in the pet industry as a whole. Less than 4% of the demographic are of African-American, you know, black, brown, or those identify as being African-American or black, you know, in the pet industry. Just about 2% of veterinarians are of color. That's sad. Um, 
Yeah. And I mean, as a whole, you know, with being groomers, trainers, veterinarians, even in the animal caretaking space with, you know, charity work and, you know, things like that. Yeah. It's a very low number. That's a true statement. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's such a, how do you say, it's kind of hard to put into words, but there's so many issues surrounding that. There's so many stigmas surrounding that topic. Right. There's so many elements to it. It's like, you know, it's, it's the onion conversation because you yeah. can go layers and layers because honestly, in the beginning of dogs, I'm going to say dogs, for example, right? Yes. Dogs were used as a weapon against us, you know? I didn't know that. Yeah, they were used as a weapon. They were used to intimidate us. You know, wow. slave used their dogs to kind of keep us in submission. And, you know, the civil rights movement, dogs were used as weapons. That's horrible. Then it was like a, a issue of fears, like, you know, stay away from that dog or, sure. or, you know, or, you know, animals were used for a purpose. You know, um, they were used to help hunting. They were used for just different things and the evolution of our relationship has grown tremendously over the years and it's so beautiful that now we're in this shared space so now with my organization that I created Black Pet Business Network I'm really just shining light and opening the the door for the topic you know, for us to have those real converse, raw conversations right. about inclusion. The best analogy that I've heard about diversity and inclusion is being invited to a party and then asked to dance. So, you know, we are, yes. you know, we're welcomed, but then sometimes we aren't hired. Sometimes we don't have the same opportunity. There are so many layers to it. And it's not even all necessarily a negative aspect. You know, it's just even for myself, I grew up in a family where I wasn't allowed to have any dogs. I wasn't allowed <sighs> to have any pets. I didn't have any pets growing up. That old now. fear still was prevalent <laughs> in your family, right? Well, I would say not necessarily the fear, but the responsibility of, you know, we are a, a middle-class family and having a dog or having a cat is another mouth to feed. Right. You True. know, True. it's just, you know, my mother and my father, they've had dogs growing up, but they were working dogs. They were actually working. They had a purpose. They weren't necessarily their companion, but they were, they had right. a job. They had a you job. Know? Yeah. Had a job. So they were real working dogs. Yeah. So, like I said, it's just that whole evolution, you know, and that their no actually was fuel to my fire. I just threw myself into learning everything I could learn about animals, dogs, cats, you know, exotics. Um, yeah. I was such a nerd and it was odd because here I, I am, a black girl, and I was like, oh, I just, all I want to do is just be around dogs and learn about dogs and my family. Yes. They I was a black sheep, not gonna lie. I was a black ah! sheep. Like, I prefer to think of that as a pot stir. You're like challenging the yeah. tradition, right? Yeah. Yeah. Challenging the norm. And I and I still push the envelope in, you know, even with that, it's just like I've been open and in my quest to find out why and how and you know what can we do to change for all of the the questions that I was looking for answers I literally created platforms and I've paved ways for even myself um, I'm a professional groomer my business is called the paw shop and we're located in Orlando Florida um, I, I 
the only brick and mortar black owned pet salon in my area. Wow. So just me. <laughs> do you handle dogs and cats? Do you handle cats too? Yes, I do. I do. Oh, I cat That's hard well. to find. That's hard yeah, to find. It yeah, is. Big it difference. Is. Do you find that black business owners then tend to draw in black clientele and that the Caucasians are staying away no, or are they seeing no. good? Okay. I'm no, very that's glad good to hear that. That's good. They're so open and it's good. so much of, um, even in areas where I thought I, I wasn't intimidated, you know, I was kind of nervous, you know, right. Yeah. but I've been open and received with so much love. Honestly, the good outweigh the bad. That's great. No, I still get looks and stares sometimes. And then they're like, you know what you're doing? <laughs> I'm like, I've been doing this for the past 15 years, of course. <laughs> I, I have to reach you. So while while you were blowing my mind with all this, because I, I told you before we started and I should tell our listeners, you know, Reed and I were both raised with diversity and we just don't think anything about it, right? Yeah, and I grew I, up in an area of Buffalo, New York when I was a kid that was very diverse. So yeah, yeah me too. Carlton High School, where are my people? And, um, you know, it was very diverse and I had friends and it was just, you know, they're just all my friends. And so yeah. all of a sudden, probably within the last 10, actually, probably George Floyd started it where I'm waking up realizing I am not, not as there as I thought I was, that there's a <laughs> lot going on that I yeah. didn't know about the conversations that black people have with their children and that, you know, just all of this that I was sitting there yeah. going, I thought I was really there yeah. and, and I'm there. <laughs> It's a culture shock because sure. everything happened leading up to then. I mean, it really opened everybody's eyes. And in the pet community, I know that we've all been taken back where we're kind of like, don't forget about us over here. Yeah. <laughs> in the industry, right. You have to think too. Now it's gotten better. You will see it. But even the representation in, in advertising and marketing to pet families, it's always been white families. If you look at back at, you know, like, I don't want to say any names because I know you guys are really popular, so I don't want to name drop. But <laughs> it's okay. So, it's okay. Don't worry about it. There are, you know, major companies, you know, even with pet food and, sure. you know, just supplies, like it's, they've always targeted or they've always shown in their, their, how they market you know, there's never any person. That's true. I'm thinking about I know. the commercials I, right now. Going, can you see the smoke right. coming out of my ears as I'm running through every commercial I can imagine? No, you're right. And you know, I only knew two companies that were owned by people of color when I owned just for cats pet sitting. And one of them didn't make it. And the other one's thriving because she and her best friend, who happens to be white, partner together. So I have mm -hmm. to wonder if it was just her. You know, if, if it would it be yeah. as successful, and that's yeah. a sad thing to wonder. Yeah, and that really boils down to to the person. You know, I never judge a book by its cover. I have a dear friend um, in the plaza uh, where my business is, and he owned a ice cream shop. And he closed. He he actually opened two stores. He he actually kind of grew too fast, but I know that story. Kept closing stores, and it was just not necessarily a color thing. It was just. And it wasn't just a male or female because he was a man run business. It just boils down to the person. It's like me. I'm extremely motivated and I'm goal oriented, you know? Tell. Yes. Driven. Yeah. I'm very driven. And I think the setup to be an entrepreneur, like you, you've got to have it, you know, you cannot be easily, you know, hurt. Like right. You 
skin. And I think sometimes, you know, people just don't know how to manage it. And it's not even a matter of the success of a business, whether it's white or black, it's just down to the person. Definitely. Um, always what you think it is. And it's a lot that that's such a statement sacrifices that you have to make. I'm married. I've been married for 13 years. I have three beautiful children. Oh. My son has autism. Oh. Um, I have my salon. I've had nonprofit organizations. <gasps> you are busy girl. I, yeah. Wow. I, I, Do you busy. sleep? I don't see the bags under your eyes. I'm looking very closely. <laughs> I can see. It's just a lot of concealer, but it's right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really boils down to the person and I've been really driven and I've been motivated by my faith, by my family, um, my community. They drive me to continue to do what I do. And I always tell people, especially people of color, like you can do it when it comes to the industry. And there aren't a lot of tools. There aren't a lot of resources for us. Uh, my network, I'm purposely, I've created opportunities where we're building scholarship programs for those wanting to enter into the pet industry. Where, you know, if it's a student who wants to go to vet school or want to get their certifications to be a dog trainer or go to, for whatever it is. Yeah. Continuing education, I wanted to provide resources so that they can go and they can do that and they can reach those goals. Um, with my network, also, um, we're working on um, small business grants where people of color in the pet industry, we can give them the tangible resources that they need to build the businesses that they need to build so they can thrive. Because sometimes it is a lack of knowledge. Um, you know, right saying is, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yes. Um, yeah. With the, with my network, I've really been, I've made it my mission and it's my, my heart's desire to put that in front of them because there, there will be no more excuses. You know, I'm big at going to trade shows. You know, we've been having the conversation of, you never see enough of us at trade shows. You never see a whole lot of black people here, there and there. And I'm like, okay, I'm going, you want to go? You know, I'm, 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 That's I'm good. so that we can start putting the action behind it right. because we are out there. I mean, even with the black equestrians and even to my ignorance, I didn't know that there was such a big community for the black equestrians and even in, um, the black cowboys, the black cowgirls of America, you know, I, I didn't know, know that existed. I didn't either. Oh my God. Yeah. You guys got to go check it out. I, we will. I like showcase. I have interviews and just conversation of how we've got started in our journeys. You know, we even have tough conversations on my um, platform. We had a, a conversation in regards to the stigmas around African-Americans, African-Americans and pet ownerships. I topic, and it was just to really like poke the bear and get everybody's attention, but it was um, topic. Black people don't take care of their dogs because it's, <laughs> stigma it's a stigma like oh it's a horrible statement to make it is a horrible statement but you know who refreshed my memory to that it is a um he's a champion doctor breeder and i was talking to him and i was like what are some of the things that you face or that you have faced as a breeder and he he breeds and he shows you know portuguese water dogs and he said early on um it was hard getting access to a good dog and i said what do you mean and he said some breeders wouldn't sell me dog sell me a dog sell me a puppy because they thought that i wouldn't take care of it because i'm i'm black i was like really you know and it's those you know it 
It shouldn't be that way. Yeah, for all of the different industries and all the different sectors in the pet industry as a whole, people of color, um, we face something different. I think it's so important to have that conversation and to just talk about it at this point. Talk about it. Let's clear the air. Healing has already started. You know, the meeting has already started. Let's start doing doing more. Let's support Black-owned businesses. I'm, I'm like, we've got some amazing businesses. I'm sure. Black-owned. Like, they make treats, organic treats for dogs and cats, clothes, just different, all different kind of merchandise, amazing doctors and holistic doctors, um, amazing talent in grooming and training. It's it's beyond my wildest imagination that some of the people that I've encountered. So like, I just, I get so excited, you know, when I'm, I just do searches. I just search. I just go, I look, I ask questions. I talk to wonderful people like you ladies who, you know, who actually want to continue the conversation and actually invite us to dance. You know, there was a time I looked at our staff at Just for Cats and I said, Linda, what's wrong with our staff? And she looked at it and she said, we're all white. Is whiter than white. That's it was shiny white. We're all female. We're all white. Yeah. And it's okay to, to acknowledge that because we won't see a change until we realize that there's a problem. And then we purposely open ourselves up for, you know, including people um, that are not like us, you know, that are black, that are brown, that are Asian. We got excited when someone would apply that was uh, (laughs) African-American or Asian. We're like, even the Native Americans, there's so much that the pet industry has to offer. There is thing for everyone. If you are cat lover, or if you love geckos, if you love frogs, like there, if you, there's something for everyone. And I think the industry has been unfortunately so whitewashed that, you know, um, we're just dying. Like, and we're screaming like, Hey, we're here. Include us in your marketing, include us in your advertising. I mean, even the way that they would fashion, I'm going to say, for example, cat collars, right? The fashion and the, the designs of cat collars or, you know, toys or treats, the way that they're packaging now, you know, manufacturers and the designers are opening up because they realize that they have to appeal to a larger demographic. Definitely. They have to appeal to to men. I don't know if you guys have heard of Ava's Pet Palace. I love her. She's 14 years old. Write that down, Linda. I am. Yeah, you know. Palace. She's a national brand. She's in a lot of the the major stores and a lot of small boutiques in all of the states. She's fourteen. Fourteen. Wow. We're looking to I love uh, it. We're looking to start a line. Actually, so we could probably learn a lot from her. Yeah, we could. Yeah. <laughs> what well, I hate yeah. is we have to take a quick Let's break, take a break. But we'll be right back right after a word from our awesome sponsor. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. 
That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back with 19 Counts and Counting. We're talking with LaShonda Geffer. Am I saying your last name right? Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that's about right. She's going to let us go. She's easy going. And we're talking about diversity in the pet industry. Yeah. You know, a couple things you said um, really hit me. Like one was you talking about what dogs were used for for so many years for the African-American community. And, you know, I think a lot of what we do is generational, right? And when we think of that, that Christy rich white chick, she's got some poodle with the diamond collar, right? Wearing stuff I can't afford. And, um, and, but like, you know, if your great grandparent had this experience, they're not going to have pets, which means your grandparents weren't raised with pets, which means your parents probably aren't going to be raised with pets, you know, until somebody, until God puts somebody breaks somebody's heart like you and, you know, and we just have to, you know, it's just color. One of my favorite photos that I put up on, like to put up on Facebook every now and again is when my son um, went to Haiti on a mission trip and he was like 10 or 11 and uh, somebody pulled out a ball and threw it. And so it's my whiter than white. I mean, this boy is white. Okay. This boy is cast for the ghost. Yeah. He's with white. like 10 little black boys that are dark and it's so funny, but I said, you know, they don't speak the same language. Cameron didn't speak Haitian other than a couple words. And, you know, they're white and black and, but a ball came out. Let's play. Right. Yeah. Like, they're just this kids is, at that but, point. Yes. They're not black. They're not white. They're just a group of kids. Yeah. Yes. That's how it is with animals. I've, um, with my nonprofit, with Pause of Hope, I created Pause of Hope in 2017 um, alongside of my husband because there was such a need for, um, for help people who really couldn't afford it. That really, that was for everybody, young, old, you know, that was pre-COVID, you know, that was people who just lost their jobs, you know, people who just wasn't educated well. That was for everybody because our, our ball was the animal. And I always say that some people, you know, if they're introverts or if they are just not really people, people, and they won't talk to me. But if I say something or ask them a question about their dog or their cat. Oh, yeah. They will open up like a book. They will. We have experienced that. It's like yes. asking me about my grandsons. Oh, how much time do you got? Sit down, right? Like, you know, it's like pull up a chair and that, and that's my mission. I'm Christian. So I always say that's my ministry. That has become such a ministry to me because I'm able to help people in the ways they really need to be helped. We have our pet food pantry where we give, we don't ask any questions. We just ask basics, dog, cat, size, and, you know, age. And we supply them with whatever they need. We do pet supplies, we leashes, collars, harnesses, whatever the preference is, we supply. I literally keep everything at my salon. Wow. So that my salon is open six days a week. If someone were to DM me, call me at any moment, it's theirs for the taking. And where we host events annually, I try to, I do two usually. We do free wellness events. So we do free, like full vaccinations, like everything, not just rabies. We do everything for dogs and cats. We have health checks by the vet. We usually have a vet on site 
doing health checks, checking ears, lumps, bumps, answering any questions that they can answer for the pet owner. Because I noticed like as a groomer, right? So one of the requirements for the salon is that your pet has to be up to date with their vaccines. Right. Right. And we were running into the issue of my dog isn't vaccinated or my dog has never been to the vet or, you know, okay, I, we groomed the dog and it's like, did you notice this lump here? Did you notice this bump or something with the eye? And like the owners were kind of like, what? And it always came back to, I just don't have the money to do it. I don't, I don't know what to do. Right. So we started it and, you know, it literally, it grows every year. Because especially now post COVID, people are still suffering. People are still. I know it's true. It is because if you think about it, for all of the lives that were lost, the world has never seen anything like that. For all of the lives that were lost, and I've lost a lot of customers where they went from being a two adult working family home to just one. And I actually have one client in particular. She lost her mother, then her grandmother died the same week. Um, those were, you know, she didn't have her father in her life. So she lost both, you know, so, and then it was like, Linda lost her son-in-law. So she's, <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm fine. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's really difficult because people now they're like, okay, how do I regain my life? What do I do? How can I take care of my pet? And I do not want to see anybody have to surrender their animal because life has gotten so hard. I literally like that customer in particular, because we love Miss Juanita. We loved her grandmother. I groomed that dog for free. Oh. I said, just come to the shop. We will take God care bless of you. You know, we do what we can. And I love what I do with such a passion. And anybody I can tell you that I don't, it doesn't. You exude it. You can see it in you. See, yeah. You've got yeah. the leadership and they the passion. Do. And no matter what color someone is, they need someone like you to look up to, to know that they can create something. Yeah. 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 It's one of those things where it was like, I couldn't find a table to serve. So I had to create my own table so that I can serve it. Cause I serve the same community that I grew up in. It's a community in Orlando called Pine Hills. And it's not the best of places. It's, it's not the worst of places, but there is a lot of good and there's a lot of good that can still be done in the community. And I literally see the good that is done because animals are overlooked. That's a true story. The dogs are chained in the backyard, you know, or the dogs aren't getting the proper nutrition or the, the kids that like we go to the schools and we teach about responsible pet ownership. We talk about dog fighting. We talk about yeah. handling, caring for your pets. One of my own personal dogs, he passed away last year. There, I rescued him from a client because her son was just bopping him. He was <sighs> hitting him and he was this big old pit bull. He's the sweetest dog. And um, she kept saying, I'm going to take him back to the pound if you don't stop hitting him. And I said, no, you're not. You're going to give him to me. Yeah, <laughs> the pound, those are girl. their first dogs to yes. go. I love what Pause of Hope is doing because, yeah, people are finding themselves in these situations. For example, when my son-in-law passed, he was the main breadwinner. My daughter moved back home. He died on her 32nd birthday because, you know, that's fun. But um, so all of a sudden they had four cats. Now, yeah. and I Linda had seven already. Mm. It was really ugly for a minute there, honey. I can't even and, tell and, you. And a dog. We and a made dog. it. Yes. And my little chihuahua, she's confused. She doesn't know she's a dog. She's lived, she's living yeah. with 11 cats. She has no idea she's a dog. She's, a but yeah, she's a very confused animal. But um, yeah, you know, I didn't want to, but 
you know, what do people who don't have a mom that can take them in that maybe doesn't have the room or the resources? Yeah. What do they do? I've got four cats I've got to feed and get vet care. And look at what Pause of Hope is doing. Not yeah. to mention your fabulous grooming. If you watch her live on her, on her Facebook page, this dog with the standard poodle with the purple on the top and the purple paws. And I, and then they're showing the nail polish and I'm like, I want to come. I want pink hair and I want you to do my nail. I want to see you groom a cat. We do some fun stuff with cats. You know, we have the soft claws that that all the fun, funky colors, Mm -hmm. right? We do the the lion, the sunflowers, you know, we do all of the different the little lion cut with the poofy tail. I love that. Yeah, we do it all and we do color as well. It's all natural, it's safe, it's vegan. We do a lot of fun stuff because in my salon, I, I believe that our animals, just like our children, they are a reflection of us. Sure. A you know, from their names to the way that they look, sure. they are a reflection of you. And even for me, I have Dalmatians because I'm I'm odd. I've always been the black one. Hey, like Richard Dalmatians. Yeah, we worked yeah. for Richard Simmons, both of us. That's how we met. And Richard had how many Dalmatians did he, he have? Had at his six, peak? Seven, six. When we were pet sitting for him, he only had two left. Yeah. So yeah. Those are some high energy dogs, honey. Good luck with that. But you know, I, that's not my alley. <laughs> I, I got lucky. I got some really good ones. And it's so funny because Dalmatians early in my career was probably the number one in, on my list that I would never own. And now here <laughs> I, I've ran my whole business around Dalmatians. You know what happens when you say never? God takes that as a challenge. Yes. God says, <laughs> he does. Wait a minute, honey. <laughs> we'll get back. Galway, what do you think? Green stripe? No. And when yeah. you were talking we'll talk about later. when you were talking about veterinarians and vet care, Lashonda, cat owners have the hardest time getting their cats to the vet, mostly because they have a hard time getting them in the carrier. But a lot of people don't think cats need veterinary care, and they do. They really do. They do. And making one thing that I feel strongly about, and I know it just depends, but I feel like this, especially they have it for, for people, like there should be some kind of affordable care act for animals. Agree. I agree. Well, that's one of the things Agreed. we want to do with our 501c3 is help people who can't affordable care act and through donations and just generous people who believe in believe what we're doing yep. any dose that we get i try to make sure that we have funds reserved for those because the one tricky thing about cats is that they hide yeah. um because, you know, they're predator and prey so that yep. well, you really don't know until it's too late because yep. they get their symptoms so well exactly you know, sight out of mind that whole cat kitty behavior so at you know i always try to encourage people we have a senior community that we take care of and it's a lot of cats there I bet. And we go into the apartments and we go and we get the cats because one, you know, they're older, so they can't crawl under something or they can't reach. And True. so we have to go in and we bring the doctor to them. That's the second nice. part of my wellness. And we do that partner with the Salvation Army in my area. They have two communities, the Catherine Booth and the William Booth Towers, where it's for low to no income seniors. We bring the vet. I love that. We go right downstairs in their lobby. We have a team of volunteers. We go to apartment to apartment and we bring the cats out because we know the owners can't catch them. 
And we make sure that they see a doctor at least once a year, at least mm-hmm. because you know, people think, oh, they're in the house. They're not exposed. They're not going to have fleas. They're not going to, but they have urine, you know, UTIs well, these- and cancer. I mean, I've had two cats die of cancer. In the Teeth last year. as they age. Um, we were just talking about arthritis. You start watching for it at age seven and it's estimated that like 90, it was 90 some percent. I don't remember. 90, over 90 percent of cats over age 10 have arthritis. So they're in pain and you and then diabetes it. and uh, thyroid issues as yeah. cats get to be 14, 15, 16. There's, that's very prevalent. Yeah. And diabetes, you know, I imagine I'm 80. I'm living off social security. I've got my 20 year old cat. It's diabetic. $150 for violet insulin. What do I do? Bio. What do I do? Do I let my cat go? Do I, you know, what do you do? This and some people cat. do make that choice because they just can't afford it. And it shouldn't it. go. It shouldn't get down to that. We've seen it. Yes. I really hope to open up Pause of Hope to where we can reach people across the nation. One of my desires is that, you know, like when you see you online and you just send a donation, it's like, oh, my, yes. you know, Stacy's cat, you know, grandma's cat got stuck in a tree and broke her arm. I want to have it to where we can send money directly to the vet. So we love that. Yes. Then we can really, you know, be a hub because we know, you know, unfortunately there isn't a necessary like um, affordable pet care act. <laughs> right. We need it though. You were right. I can see you marching on Washington already. I can too. <laughs> we'll, we'll come join you. I mean, I believe it's, it's why not for your animal? It's true. It's important. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's essential. Yes. People first. I always say people first take care of the, you know, the men, women, and children take care of the people first. Absolutely. But animals are family too. Yes, they exactly. Are. And if my family member is hurting or I'm facing, can I keep them or not? This is going to cause me stress and anxiety. It's going to lead to my own health issues. So I know some, especially the seniors that, that we help, they will not eat and they will give their food to their, their pet because that's what's keeping them going. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I literally gave one of my dogs to one of my clients because her chihuahua had passed away and I just couldn't, she came into my salon and she was like white as a ghost. And she, and she said, LaShonda, you know, princess died. And I said, oh my God, here, just take my dog. <laughs> that is the nicest gift you could give someone though. That's heart gift. Well, a lot of seniors, if they don't have a pet at home, they have no one, nothing. They have no, yes. Their children won't call or talk to them. Like their animals are there. And even now with this new generation, oh, yeah. humanizing your pet, you know, cats and dogs alike, like they're being humanized. So they're wearing clothes. They're eating the, the fresh cooked meals. And yeah, millennials spend the most money on their pets. Yeah, they are our little babies, literally, because, you know, the younger generation, some of them, you know, they want to be hip to the groove. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yes. They, they don't want to have it. kids. They don't want to have kids. They would rather have a pet. I and... didn't have kids. And so that's yep. I have cats. Yep. All of yeah. Her children have I, ne- her. I never met Mr. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, and I always say there's nothing wrong with it, but we sh- we need to tailor our giving and our representation to those people too, you know, to, to that demographic yes. well, and not just the white picket fence, you know, no offense, white family. We need to see the, you know, the single ladies that little, they're, but they're fabulous single ladies. Yes. You know? Yes. What, what I hate is Sometimes when they go into assisted living, the people are forced to give up their pets. So we need to make sure more of those places will accommodate their cats and dogs so they can keep them with them. 
How do our listeners, is there a way they can donate to Pause of Hope to help you keep this going? Yes. Well, if you go to GoFundMe and you type in Pause of Hope Florida, you okay. will see for Pause of Hope, type in Black Pet Business Network. That is available too. There is an open GoFundMe where we are working hard and fundraising constantly. You can find us on social media. You can do Pause of Hope Florida. There's a ton of positive hope, but make sure you put Florida. 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 Okay. All right. Positive hope, Florida. And then there's also the Black Pet Business Network on Instagram as well. I love that. Or if you want to follow along and see all the fun, cool things that we're doing at my salon, we are the underscore paw shop. All right. And we'll make sure we put all those links in on both Pet Life Radio and on YouTube when we release the video of this. I hate that we have to wrap this up. I know. We could probably talk for another hour. Oh, without summer. a doubt. But, you know, I really want to challenge everybody who's listening. You know, this racial divide has gone on long enough. Yeah. It's, it's melanin. It's not It's not personality. It's melanin. For goodness I'm hoping sake. as right. the younger generations come up that there's less and less of a divide. Because people are people. They're yeah. just people. We're all the yeah, same. Yeah, I am no less or more worthy than Rita because she's blonde and I'm brunette. Although both of us, it's down to hair color. Wait a minute. Days, but, Wait a minute. Um, oh, you think blonde you're more worthy? Don't start. Supreme no, girlfriend. Especially no. when they have curly hair. God created us all I can't equal. tell you how Don't many people wanted me. me to straighten my hair. I'm like, no, <laughs> I like my good. hair curly. It's Stop good. it. It's good. <laughs> but that's just it. You know, visit those businesses. Reach out and seek out those businesses because. Yes. If you're like Rita and I, where we accept everyone and love everyone, but we're incredibly naive, we didn't realize that people are struggling out there and there's nothing, you know, look up, just search for black owned business and see what you can find. If it's something, you know, how many out there, you know, there's plenty of room for other businesses, even in the same city because, oh yeah, LaShonda, you can't groom every single dog and cat that's in Orlando. I'm actually going to, um, we're going to have some shirts made, but, uh, one of my strongest slogans is community over competition. I love Where that community. And it's about the people and the animals in the community. And I, I always say people, because I'm not one of those people where they say, Oh, I, I don't like people. I love, and I love pe- people. I have a passion for people first and for pets. So I, I literally melted and gelled the two together and it's the best thing in the world. So community over competition, there's enough to help and there's enough to make profit off of. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's how we always felt in pet sitting. And we feel that way with cat behavior. We help new behaviorists try to get their own. Yeah. Yeah. Under come them, on. And know? yeah, we've had them on our podcasts and you know, it's not competition. We can't help all the cats. <laughs> right. And there's, and there's different strokes for different folks, you know, some, That's some right. gel with someone else, you know, even better than you. And it's not even a matter of feeling like, oh, well, if you don't like me, something's wrong with you, but it's just like a relationship. We all may not like the same kind of guy. Some people just like, no, or girl or right. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever but, yeah whatever <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know it's someone for everyone and that comes down to finding a good trainer that comes down to consulting with a good behaviorist a good veterinarian i know some fantastic doctors and i met someone they're like i didn't really like them I'm like you didn't really like them but you have to be open like not everybody's gonna like me and just because they don't it is, it's not even a racial thing it's just there's someone for everyone it's but true. i always say be open to people who do not look like you that people who 
who do not represent the same as you be open because they've had their series of thoughts and struggles and that we all have to, you know, kind of bring ourselves up to this new way, this better way of living and really living in such a more harmonized space when it comes to animal care, pet care, how is it in the pet industry? I, I agree with it. that 100%. <sighs> I hate that we have to wrap it up, but LaShonda and Pause of Hope, make sure that you go and visit that organization and donate. Help someone <laughs> out who's a little less fortunate than you by donating to Pause of Hope. Linda, as always, it's a pleasure My co-hosting with you, my BFF, my <laughs> sister from another mother. Yes. Yes. And of course, (laughs) I have to thank Mark Winter, who created Pet Life Radio and who gave us this spot. I'm so appreciative. And until next time, remember, every day is Catter Day. We'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.